Welcome to the final episode of our special podcast series on the neuroscience of success. In this episode, I'll tell you about a famous psychology study where they paid participants to do a super boring task, then asked them to rate how much fun they had. The answer might surprise you. Plus, I'll explain why our actions don't always line up with our beliefs when it comes to how we prioritize time and get stuff done. Stick around and I'll share one simple and quick strategy to help you shift your brain out of work mode at the end of the day so you can actually enjoy your evenings and stop thinking about work all the time. Okay, let's dive in. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and neuroscience nerd, and you're listening to The Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for ambitious overachievers and recovering perfectionists who feel stretched thin and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a recovering perfectionist with big career goals, I know how frustrating it can feel to never have enough time in your day or to endlessly procrastinate because you lack the confidence to take action. I've spent years understanding how our brains work and the mental habits that get in our way. Each week, I'll share actionable strategies and guest interviews to help you get relief from your to-do list, build your confidence, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. If you've been following this special Neuroscience of Success series, you probably won't be surprised to hear that the research experiment I'm sharing with you today took place in the 1950s. It does seem like a lot of really cool psychology research took place in that decade. I'm guessing part of it was a post-World War economic boom and more money was going into research. But after World War II, we were also a lot more interested in understanding why we do the things we do and how that can have some really horrible consequences. But I also think part of the reason some of the coolest psychology studies came out of the 1950s was the ethics requirements were pretty different then. I'll share some of the more controversial experiments from that time period another day. Today, we're talking about a less controversial, but just as interesting study done at Stanford University back in 1957. Researchers gave participants a super boring task to do, like sticking pegs into a board over and over and over again. Just as you'd expect, initially, participants rated this task pretty poorly and negatively. They called it boring, pointless, and they wouldn't recommend anyone else participating. Then they were either paid $1 or $20 to go back into the waiting area and tell the next person waiting in line that the task was actually really interesting. Almost everyone did it. But here's the super interesting part. Afterwards, they asked the same people how much they actually enjoyed the task. Who do you think said they liked the task more? The people paid only $1 or the people paid $20? It might surprise you to learn that the people paid only a dollar rated the task as more enjoyable. The people paid $20 told the next person it was fun, but when they were asked after that privately, they told the researchers it was boring. But the people paid just a dollar, told the next person in line it was fun, and even in private after, they still said it was fun. Remember, the task was not fun. It was super boring. So why did this happen? How come the people that were only paid a dollar changed their opinion? 
This happens because of something called cognitive dissonance. This is when our actions don't match our beliefs. It creates an uncomfortable feeling for our brains. Here's an example. Say that being on time is super important for you, like it is for me. Then you have car trouble and you're late for a meeting. And the whole time you're stressing out and feeling super awful, right? Totally. Me too. That's because of cognitive dissonance. You're late and being on time is something that's important to you. So your brain feels this disconnect. If you've ever done something out of character, maybe snapped at your kids when you're exhausted and then you beat yourself up all night, that's because of cognitive dissonance. And that's what was driving the participants in the study. They knew the task was boring, but they lied to the next person in line and said it was super interesting. The people who were paid $20 could justify their actions because they were paid more. It was enough to overcome that dissonance. But The people paid just $1 couldn't do that. A dollar isn't enough incentive for our brains to justify doing something out of character, so their brains changed their perspective. They decided that the task must be interesting if they told someone it was interesting for only a dollar. That reduced the cognitive dissonance their lie created and made their brains feel more comfortable. When they convinced themselves they actually liked the task, it was easier to justify why they had told someone else it was interesting. This idea of cognitive dissonance is important in understanding why we struggle to find balance between our work and our personal lives, especially as high-achieving, driven, goal-focused professionals like in this community. We have values and beliefs that we've learned over time about what it means to work hard and be successful. In our modern world, working hard usually means long hours and being busy all the time. As a result, when we're not working or we take a break, we feel uncomfortable. That's dissonance. Our brains feel icky resting because we feel like we should be working. If you've ever struggled to take a break or to leave work at work, to come home and enjoy your weekend or just rest because you start to feel antsy like you should be checking emails or doing something productive, then you've experienced this dissonance. But here's the thing. We also know that balance is crucial. Working all the time and stressing about productivity and getting more done can lead to burnout, where our bodies and minds are running on empty, where we're exhausted as soon as we get up, We start to stumble over our words, forget more things, and even make more mistakes because our brains and bodies are running on empty. So we have this pressure to work harder, but we know we need to have a life outside of work. What do we do? How do we overcome that mental roadblock that makes us feel guilty when we rest? One strategy I use and recommend to any other busy type A professionals is to create boundaries for your brain between work and rest time. This is especially important if you've transitioned to working from home part-time or full-time. When we work from home, it's harder for our brains to separate work and life. That has benefits. We can have more flexible schedules, so we can take breaks to pick up our kids from school, for example, which is great. But it also means work tends to run over into our personal time. Checking emails all night. You keep wandering back to your desk just to do a few more minutes on that project while your kids are occupied elsewhere. Here's your challenge for this week. Create a shutdown routine for your workday. 
This five to 10 minute quick routine is a routine you're going to start doing every day at the end of your work time to signal your brain that you're shifting from work mode to home mode. It can be unique to your job, but some of the things in my routine are to do one last quick check for urgent emails. I check my Asana, which is my project management software where I keep track of my to-do list to make sure I don't need to allocate time on another day for tasks I didn't get to today. I also tidy up my workspace. Even closing my computer helps my brain know that I'm not coming back to work tonight. I'm doing something else. So I'm less likely to slip into that dissonance. If my computer is open and staring at me, it's a strong mental pull to keep working, right? Come up with your own shutdown routine and start making it a habit. You might be surprised it's a lot easier to leave work at work with this simple shift at the end of the day. Ever wished you had more time in your day? check out my free daily productivity checklist workbook. In this workbook, I'll walk you through the steps that I use every day to set up my day for maximum productivity so you can get more done without feeling totally overwhelmed or staying up all night to squeeze it all in. You can download your copy of your daily productivity checklist at drnicolebyers.com forward slash checklist. That's drnicolebyers.com forward slash checklist. I'll put the link in the show notes as well. Here's the key takeaway from today. Our brains have developed beliefs and values when it comes to hard work and success. When we feel like we're doing something that conflicts with those beliefs, like actually taking a break and resting, our brains feel uncomfortable. They experience cognitive dissonance, which makes us feel guilty not working. But our brains and bodies need rest, and they need to do things outside of work. Hobbies, spending time with friends and family, and exercise not only make us more productive in the long run, they improve our brain health and can even help us live longer. So challenge yourself to create a shutdown routine for work this week so you can have more mental space and energy after work for the things you like to do. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, and this is the Bold Life Podcast. 